a new thing. Hello, welcome here, and welcome to your daily devotional podcast anchored in Isaiah 43 and verse 19. The Lord said, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now we're currently looking at God doing a new thing in the life of Daniel, and today we're exploring Daniel's security. Let's read here in Daniel chapter 1 and verse 3. The king commanded his palace master Ashpenaz to bring some of the Israelites of the royal family and of the nobility, young men without physical defect and handsome, versed in every branch of wisdom, endowed with knowledge and insight and competent to serve in the king's palace. They were to be taught the literature and language of the Chaldeans. They were to be educated for three years so that at the end of that time, they could be stationed in the king's court. Among them were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah from the tribe of Judah. The palace master gave them other names. Daniel he called Belteshazzar, Hananiah he called Shadrach, Mishael he called Meshach, and Azariah he called Abednego. Daniel, Daniel's security in God is remarkable. He is a thousand miles from home. He, he, he could be on a completely different planet for all the difference the number of miles makes. His family is separated from him. His name is changed. His country has been invaded and devastated. His national leadership have been humiliated. He is now in a foreign land. He's learning a foreign language and he's being trained for a job he did not apply for. He has been removed from the priests to guide him spiritually. He's been removed from the prophets who might be able to tell him the word of God. He's been removed from the scribes who can, who can teach him from the word of God. He's been removed from the temple, the place of God's presence and assurance of God being with his people and that experience of God's glory with his people. Daniel has no access to his usual channels for worship, he cannot participate in the Jewish festivals. And he's presumably almost certainly in a state of continual ritual impurity and has no hope of restoration. Imagine all that. And yet, and yet he's not a victim. He's not self-absorbed. He's not hopeless. He's not controlled by fear. And how can this be, given all of what he's going through? Surely it's because he has his own personal relationship with God. It's not dependent. His joy, his peace, his security is not dependent on his circumstances. It's not dependent on other people. He's grateful, I'm sure, to have his friends with him. But he doesn't depend on the priests. doesn't depend on the structures. He doesn't depend on the prophets. He depends upon God. In Daniel 6 and verse 10, it says, Although Daniel knew that the document had been signed, this is the one that condemned anybody uh, for praying to anybody other than Nebuchadnezzar, he continued to go to his house, which had windows in its upper room open toward Jerusalem, and to get down on his knees three times a day to pray to his God and praise him just as he had done previously. Uh, he knew that was going to get him in trouble, but he did it anyway. 
you and you and me, we we go through times when everything seems to be against us. At least that's how it feels. And it's at such times we discover how secure we really are in Christ. Psalm 42 is my suggestion for you today to pray through. It contains verse 5. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. Why not pray through that today? In any case, I hope that you find your heart, your life, your congregation and your world inspired by God doing a new thing. And until tomorrow, take care and God bless.